It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Hey, hey, here we go. It is Follow the Money on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss along with Polly Howard. Live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. Early Thursday morning to you. It is a busy show lined up today in 45 minutes. Action packed card in the soccer world. Nigel Seeley. With his best bets today, he gave out over five and a half cards in a match the other day. He went to eight cards overall. Nailed it. Mike DeCourcy in the second hour of the show. Big Ten Network, Sporting News, does the bracketology, all that stuff. Uh, who does he like to win the Big Ten tournament? And Brian Edwards, professional handicapper on the show, with a bunch of bets that he likes today. We will do a lot of college basketball. We will get into today's gigantic, what, 12-game slate in the NHL coming up. But we need to start with the NFL yet again I think this is, what, the third consecutive day starting with the NFL? Uh, and rightfully so, as the news popped again yesterday morning. Another quarterback on the move, Paulie, as, uh, you know, look, I mean, give credit to the Washington Commanders for giving it the old college try and trying to, you know, land as many of these big-name quarterbacks as possible. And the fact that they had to settle for or landed on Carson Wentz probably stinks because their expectations were through the roof. But, uh, I mean, you have to say this about it, right? He is an upgrade over Tyler Heineke. Oh, hey, he is. I don't know. I, I, some odds makers would disagree with that. There was a local odds maker who moved Washington's, you know, Super Bowl odds from sixty to one to seventy-five to one yesterday after this move. Yeah, but he had to give something up though, too. I mean, this is like a relationship when dating. Don't settle. Don't settle, and don't make a trade for the sake of making a trade. It's a reach. I mean, the fact that Reich says, "Ah, no, I don't want the guy." That's it. I mean, this is. 
Uh, you're right. And they weren't the only book to uh, raise the odds after the trade, too. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's some damning quotes coming out after the trade. He goes one and done in Indy. And as I said yesterday, it's just bad news when you, the two guys, his biggest supporters, Peterson and Reich, have said, no, nah, I've had enough. The guy can't play anymore. Yeah, there's there's certainly going to be a lot of anti, you know, commanders. Why'd you make this move for Wentz? He can't play anymore. He was, t- look, I mean, I don't like Carson Wentz, but he was 27 to 7 touchdown to INT ratio last year. I think that this the numbers don't tell the whole story with Carson Wentz. You need to watch this guy play because on the football field, it's just, it's baffling. It's head scratching. Some of the plays that he still either tries to make or doesn't make, the throws are just ludicrous at times. The pick six against the Titans. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. And we cannot forget, like last year, his numbers might look better than they actually were because they perfected that deep ball that he would throw short, yeah. the receiver would turn around, and the defensive back would not stop in time. Oh, there's pass interference, 52 yard penalty. They got great at that last year. I think that he is a riskier version of Alex Smith, who this uh, you know, franchise had a couple of years ago. Because Smith was steady. He wasn't going to turn the ball over, but he was also not yeah. flashy. He was never going to go for 400 yards and three touchdowns. Wentz can give you some good, but along with that can come some shaky times. Plenty of it. Yeah. He was horrendous in the, in the final loss to Jacksonville, and he was the reason they missed the playoff. This was a good team with a great running back, a solid offensive line, and a good defense, and they missed the playoffs mm-hmm. in a, uh, I would say, so-so division. Uh, the athletic Zach Kiefer, the issue stretched back to before the season began. He paints a picture of a quarterback who was never liked or respected from the get-go. Some were frustrated at what they deemed a lack of leadership, a resistance to hard coaching, and a reckless style of play, which had a role in several close losses this year. Uh, and, absolutely, oh, absolutely did. Yep. He wasn't vaccinated either, which you have to be a leader. You're a quarterback. You can't miss games. Same thing with uh, Kirk Cousins. I mean, that, that's you missed the most important game of the season, Cousins. Mm-hmm. And then what happened with uh, with Wentz, too. So I don't think it's going to work out. And I, I'd rather have a Mariota or somebody like that if I was Washington. Oh, you'd go that far? Yeah, I would. Absolutely. So, But you would disagree with my assessment yeah. by calling Wentz a slight upgrade over Heineke? I don't. I can't. I can't go that far. Oh, you can't. Oh, no. Heineke is not a starting quarterback in this league. Uh, he, he's getting bigger. We get better though. He is. He's a nice number two. To How have. about if I still had Fitzmagic? I mean, he was hurt the whole year. Okay. No, I would probably take Fitzmagic over Carson Wentz. Okay. I probably would, but I can't. I can't get. But here's the deal. Now, I think on the football field, Wentz again. The upside here is a little bit better than Heineke. I think Heineke is a very solid backup quarterback in this league. But they're taking on twenty eight point two million right. to the cap, and that's, they had thirty three million dollars. Right, it's a it's a Houdini act by ba- Ballard and, and the Colts. What I a move agree. this is! Yeah. I mean, that was just it reeks of desperation by Washington that they get out from under this absurd contract. I can't I can't believe it. I can't believe what the Eagles gave them uh, years ago, anyways. But right, he hasn't been the same since the injury. Right, but that was a, a unbelievable. And now the the Colts have a ton of money now. I mean, look at this tweet. That the, that the take on the entire deal, his entire $28 million cap number uh-huh. comes off the books. They have the most cap space now on, in entering free agency. Yeah, That's which, scary. Which is around $70 million. And some of the guys, we'll get into some of the guys that make sense to the Colts here coming up. But um, I would call the, the commanders a fringe uh, playoff team, would you not? Yeah. I, I don't... I, I make the six, win six wins. Six? Yes. I was gonna say I make the win total eight, eight and a half right now, so you're clearly would 
go underneath that. He had some horrendous games last year. Just terrible. Well, I mean, he, you're, no, no. I mean who, who gets the – you're right. They they perfected the go deep, stop on purpose, here comes the flight. Right. From 50 – but you – come on. The Jacksonville game, the Tennessee games, the, the game on – they won, but the game on Christmas against Arizona, couldn't make a throw. Couldn't trust them at all. Right then, run, run, run. They also started 0-3, but yeah. at the time, the coaching staff, I don't think, really had the team figured out because they did not really – get into the whole Jonathan Taylor deal on the ground until like week four of the season last year. They were still, they still had like Naheem Hines out there splitting carries in big spots with Taylor. I'm like, what are you guys doing? And they finally figured out that Taylor had to be the guy, but six wins there. There's talent on this team in that division with the giants. They're starting over from, from scratch. The Eagles won nine, what nine games last year. They were a playoff team, but yeah, I mean, if the Eagles are good, if the commanders actually were better than the, the Eagles mm-hmm. next year, I don't think I'd be stunned. Six, I, I don't know, man. I think that's too low. I mean, Actually. you put the win total at six right now. I'd love to bet over that. Six and a half. Six and a half. I'd go over. Okay. Yeah. All right. What do you think of Jimmy G to the Colts? Now see what they do now. Right. You have to, a lot of, you have to wait on Jimmy G. But that's, if he doesn't turn the ball over, they're going to go to the playoffs and win a lot of games too. Well, that's a big if with Jimmy. Mm-hmm. But that's the other thing going down the stretch with Jimmy. The guy was, the guy was banged up. Everything was wrong with him. Shoulder injury, finger injury. For sure. And so that's, I like a healthy Jimmy G. And I think he gets a bad rap. But a lot of guys are going to play like that when they're hurt and compromised. And you just see the glowing reports coming out of the locker room about what 49er players said about him down the stretch. Yep. And, so, I th- and, I, and I think this this whole business about the media there losing their minds and the fan base. Okay, good luck with Trey Lance. You, you couldn't wait to rip this guy after every game. Oh, and, look, and you were you were this close to going to the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and all the all of this. Oh, Jimmy stinks. You almost went to the Super Bowl. Okay, good luck with Trey Lance. See how that goes. I would say this about Jimmy G. G. So far in his career, right? Unreliable in very big spots, but has moments where you're like, okay, this this guy certainly should not get the criticism that he gets because he plays well a lot more often than people think. But it's, it's, we have that burning in our memories about, uh against the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, didn't play well, made some really bad passes. Uh against the Rams last year to go to the Super Bowl was terrible. Yeah. But, you know, overall, he's, he does more good than bad. And I'll, I'll throw some other uh, quarterbacks out there. Do they make a uh, name for – or do they make a move for Jordan Love? Too risky. Don't know. No. Um, would Mariota work there? I like that too. To go back in that Not division. Bad. Well, the thing, the thing with Jimmy, it's kind of like the same situation. Ton of talent, great running game. Don't make mistakes and and, yep. and just lean on that running For game sure. like you did in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trubisky. I I, I I don't know. I they, like he's going to the Giants. I guess. How about Danny Dimes then? You want any part of that guy? If Trubisky goes to the Giants, you want Danny Dimes? Mm. Yeah, maybe in a different location, Dimes can maybe flip it around a little bit. Maybe. I mean, it's still, he's still very young. Well, it's still early on in his career. Let's see how tomorrow goes. How about Watson to the Colts? Would you trade in the division? No chance? See, I'm okay with trading with inside the conference. Trading inside the division, Can't though, uh, that's a little risky. Can't do it, all right. Yeah. All right, Winston? Okay. I'd take a peek at him. All right. For sure I would. But I, just, I think overall, at the very top, Jimmy Garoppolo makes the most sense for the Colts. I agree. And if, if, if they landed Jimmy Garoppolo, then what are we talking here? I put the win total at 10. What do you do? You lean over? Yeah, I go over. But t- 10, 10 is probably a rock-solid yeah. number with the Colts at that uh-huh. point. Titans are $1.10, twenty to win the division. Yeah. Hey, can you guys throw okay, up that good. graphic that oh, you made God. about uh, commanders, quarterbacks, or football teams, quarterbacks? Like the Broncos. Same thing. 
Going back. Oh, this is going to be nasty. Oh, no. Tony Banks. I forgot about that. Jason oh, Campbell my. for a long time. Oh, my God. Had McNabb. Yeah. yeah. Grossman. It's unfortunate RG3 never worked out. Uh, Kirk Cousins. What is he the, the one quarterback to win a playoff game? Is that what I saw yesterday on this yes. whole list going back? Yeah. The Patrick Ramsey year. Ooh, Mark Brunel later, later on in his career. That is ugly. I don't think it's ugly. It's like the Brown situation before Baker Mayfield or some other teams, but mm-hmm. not pretty. Well, what could have been with RG3? Yes, good point. Yeah, if he would have stayed healthy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're butting good. heads a little bit on that today. No, I, Although, I, think, I, I don't think the guy can play. I think he's finished, and it didn't end well in Philadelphia either. Yeah. I mean, I, they, again, they, said, they said, we have to bench this guy. He's killing us. He's one of the worst quarterbacks in the league in Philly that year. He was. Oh, he was. And you can't blame him. Now we know. All the excuses are the coaching. Are the offense. It wasn't. It was Wentz. It wasn't the offensive line. It was Wentz. It wasn't the coaching. It was Wentz. And then it carried over to Indy, too. And then the biggest, the most damning thing is Reich saying that's it. I don't yeah. want it. I don't love him, but I think you're way low yeah. on six wins. Uh, the first hour of Follow the Money is brought to you exclusively by Bet Rivers, your hometown sports book. Check out their daily specials at BetRivers.com. Oh, man, the action yesterday. Across the board, it was outstanding. Great day in college basketball. Paulie will run down the line moves, huge upsets, the collapses, any bad beats, and win some, lose some. Coming up next. is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. First Bet wants you to get in all the horse racing action. Sign up today. Promo code Vegas1000. $10 instantly and up to a $1,000 bonus. VSIN.com slash horses for details. Bonus code Vegas1000. What a day. It's over 60 college basketball games. Soccer. Nets. Sixers tonight. A lot going on. Not even paying attention to the golf. Got the golf. I forgot is about it, the golf. Uh, is it storming right now yeah, already no. at Sawgrass? They were supposed to tee off an hour and 15 minutes ago. They may have. I'm, I guess we're so caught up in the show that haven't paid attention yet. And um, uh, I'm back. I'm back. With what, golf? No hole-in-one plus 150. Oh, you got it back. Except- it's plus 150. Yeah. On the no hole-in-one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and a huge card tonight in hockey. Yes. We have some very funny creative props yeah. on Ben Simmons tonight. We'll get to in about 15 minutes or so. And we'll run down the hockey card and some great numbers there in about a half an hour. So you thought because of the schedule yesterday, college basketball was like, ah, boy, a lot of bad teams playing. Yeah, well, Talk yeah. to me on Thursday, which is today. Mm-hmm. But it lived up to it, man. It did. Well, it was better than your expectations, I should say. Even the, How about the Fresno State finish? San Jose State had one conference win. Fresno had to survive in overtime. Mm-hmm. That was another crazy game with a huge money line. And I'll see how Fresno State responds. The, the, what the ACC, how, how great the ACC tournament was. The Arizona State finish. Uh, Iona going down. Uh, so there were plenty of great games. The, the, how about Colgate, who was up 24 in the second half, and then Navy hit him with like a 16 to nothing run. run. That got cut to six, and it then did. Colgate pulled away and made all the plays down the stretch. By the way, I watched a lot of that game, including the pregame festivities. Oh, that, that crowd, they were lubed up. 
again. I thought sure. I thought we could have had like not not a, a Bryant situation all over <laughs> yeah. again, but they were ready to dance last night. That also uh, reinforces my point, strengthens my point about you can't just give a team in a conference the exact same seat every single year. You can be a good team in a bad league or or a so-so league. They go to the tournament last year, put a scare into a, a two seed. They return seventy-seven percent of their scores, mm-hmm. and they're going to be a fifteen again. Yeah, that's what. And that's what won, it looks. And they've won like fifteen, sixteen games in a row. Yeah. I mean, come yeah. on. And if you can bet the stuff where you shop around at, again, how would you bet Wake Forest right now? Yes, no to get into the tournament. Depends on the price, obviously. Oh, there will be bid thieves. Yes, I believe so. And there's going to be someone to come from the uh, from the back. I mean, like uh, out of it right now, like next next four out or first four out. That'll win a couple games too. So just so Xavier's going to be out, Wake's going to be out. Huge game for Wyoming. Wyoming now favored. How about that against UNLV? Uh, big. You know what happens with SMU if they lose to Memphis in the semis? But you could see like a whoever wins the Florida A and M game, can they beat Auburn? What happens with Indiana coming up? Dayton. Uh, Virginia's got a big game against Carolina. Yeah. So and, I, I, or, or, or someone just come out of left field and shock the world. Yeah, I, I expect carnage here over the next couple yeah. of days. And again, based on the number that you could find, I would be looking to play no tournament for Wake Forest uh-huh. and probably no tournament for Xavier. I think that Wake Oh, Xavier's Forest, in a world of hurt. Yeah. Wake's in a better position, but uh, Xavier's in a world of hurt. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's a bad it, loss. It feels like they had to have that win yesterday. Well, if you count, the, counting the loss yesterday, you're now four games under 500 in conference. Uh huh. That has to mean something. Yes. I'm sorry, it just does. Yeah. Okay, so for today's games, in the Big 12, so here are some historical numbers going back. Again, all available. Get your hands on uh, VSIN's digital magazine. It's called Point Spread Weekly, and you can get it at vsin.com slash subscribe. Underdogs in the opening round are on an 11-1 and ATS run. 91.7%. Now, Texas... Takes on TCU today. Texas lane five and a half. The total is 125. I said this um, on Monday. I was looking to see if I could find Texas at seven to one. I could not do it. I know they were available at plus 650. I did not pull that trigger. So I don't have a bet on them. But I'm not going to be surprised if Chris Beard in year one here repeats. Right. If Texas repeats with him as the coach in his first year as Big 12 tournament champions. They did it last year. I think they can go on a run again this year. Okay. I, I don't know what to do with the Texas Tech-Iowa State game. I mean, this is what it was been. It's been three seasons for Iowa State. where They, they got up to the hot start where they were undefeated mm-hmm. going into January, lost a close game to Baylor. Then they lost four or five. Had a couple had a small winning streak, lost four in a row, won four in a row, and then they come limping in. I mean, they I, I commend them for what happened against Baylor. Was it like twenty four to three or something out of the gates? I think it got all the way up to twenty nine to four. Okay, twenty nine to four. They lose by seven, and that before that they scored thirty six points and were routed at home by Oklahoma State. Right, but uh, you know, also in, in, with a low total like this, can you lay a number, a, a big number with Texas Tech? Okay, yeah, it is seven right. and a half. Yeah. So here's the thing: some conflicting numbers. I find it all to be amazing. Texas Tech has actually won the last seven ATS against Iowa State. On the other mm-hmm. hand. Texas Tech is 0-9 in their last nine conference tournament games ATS. And today's opponent, the Cyclones, I can't believe this. They are 15-0-1 ATS going back the last 16 games in conference tournament play. They've covered 15 out of their last 16 with one push. That's in this week's edition of Point Spread Weekly. Got to get it. What? Are you serious? Mm Mm-hmm. 
So you have that angle going, although, again, young coach here with the Cyclones in his first year. The first time they played Iowa State was lane five. Total was 127. They won by four, so Tech did cover that game. The second time, look at this, Texas Tech, this will tell you what they were throughout the season. They were lane eight and a half after catching five the first time, (laughs) and they won by 12 in that game. So they've owned Iowa State, but they have stunk when it comes to tournament time. And this is where Iowa State has been tremendous. Other two games, Oklahoma against Baylor. Baylor's 8, 135.5. Under the total between these two teams, the last 12 games, 10 unders. Dave Tooley has his eye on Oklahoma and likes the spot. Where it's a team that needs it, uh, kind of bubble game. Uh, For sure. If, if, could they play their way in here uh, and catching a bunch of points? And it's come down a tick as well. But that's you know, a lot on the line for Baylor, too. I guess you could argue with seeding. But, but then again, the, Baylor just wants to win the game. And this number is, yeah. And you get a, it could take an eight, eight and a half points. And this number is right in the middle of the first couple of games. Baylor was laying 12 at home against Oklahoma. They won by 10. Baylor was laying four in Norman, and they won by 14. So this number comes today on a neutral at minus eight. And Kansas takes on. Um, West Virginia today. Kansas is laying nine. That total is 147 and a half. You have that going. Uh, in the Pac-12, favorites of four and a half points or fewer are 22-8-1 ATS over the last eight years. You have Oregon as a favorite. That's actually been bet now down to one throughout the show. They Good were game. one and a half. Now, yeah, yeah I, that's... Do you trust Altman here? I don't know. Oh, man. I, I, I have no, I'm not going to bet this game. The only way I would consider betting this game was to watch it live and to get yeah. involved in play. Okay. Arizona's lane 14 and a half against Stanford. Who screws who who screws this up? The Arizona UCLA championship game. UCLA is uh playing Washington State. It's what, seven? Yep. And then USC takes on Washington in the late game at eight thirty Pacific. USC is five. Yeah. I would say UCLA screws it up. You think so? Either by losing okay. tonight or getting upset against the USC. Well, if I think they'll beat Washington, but potentially to go down to USC in the semifinals. And I say that because I'm holding UCLA plus 280 to win this conference. Yeah. Arizona 18 yeah. and 2 in league. Arizona should make the championship game. And in the Mountain yeah. West Conference, favorites of five and a half points or fewer are 33 and 14 ATS at 70.2% since 2011. Boise does not fit that bill. They're laying six against Nevada. Total is 137.5. Boise's the one seed here. I, I like your angle. What you just said, too, earlier about the, the, the Big East, and I've already played a game. I would look at Nevada first half. Mm-hmm. Like humans talked about, uh, Nevada, good win yesterday, and they're getting healthy for the first time and put a scare and came all the way back and almost shocked San Diego State on Saturday. You look at Nevada first half, and, uh, and the favorites flipped in the Wyoming-UNLV game. I, I took UNLV. I do not like how Wyoming's played down the stretch. Three losses. They are now, they've gone from an 8 9 seed to on the bubble last four in. Mm-hmm. And in the win Saturday at home in overtime against Fresno. So uh, UNLV comes in with a ton of, to- ton of confidence in the uh, 4 5 game at 2.30 Pacific. I like UNLV and I love the two late games. What? Colorado State is two? It's on the move now. They're 24 and four. They're the two seed and they swept. Utah State, mm-hmm. two, they, oh, two. Yep, I bet them at minus one thirty and one thirty-five on money the money line. line. Yep, that's the way to go. And then San Diego State is four against Fresno. They always play well. I mean, there were, it was this book 
and other books that made the, this is when they were the four seed. Huh? They made them the favorites to win this conference tournament. The number two scoring defense in the country. They always play well out here. Fresno was pathetic last night. Huh? Bad. But they also just played San Diego State tough, too. But I'll lay the four with San Diego State. How about that total? It's 113. You're kidding. That low. Can you believe that? Oh, my God. Really? So you're going to have to have like a... 113. I mean, a 58-54 game comes under the total. But that's what you have to expect tonight, then. That is... That can happen in a San Diego State game. They'll put you through the meat mm-hmm. grinder. Yeah, yeah. But I'm with you. I think Colorado State jumps off the page. So Utah State was really good yesterday. They also played Air Force, who stinks. Right. And it's also, I don't know how, how the, the coaches know about it. They must make this crystal clear to the team. Get off the 8-9 line, too. Don't want to lose in your fir- first round and win some games here and try to get off that 8-9 line. Yeah. So, by the way, UNLV, they closed two-point favorites last week when right. they played Wyoming. And beat them, right? And beat them, yeah. Good, good point, yes. And now they're catching one on the I, same court? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, is that odd to you? or? Uh, I mean, I will say this. Home court, in quotes, here at the Mountain West Conference Tournament has meant nothing for this team going back the last 10 or 12 years. Yes. Nothing. Mm-hmm. But Kevin Kruger has done a pretty damn good job yes. in his first year. Yes, I'll agree with that. Up next, we'll hit some more trends with these matchups in college basketball today. Nine straight covers for, the, uh, for this team against today's opponent and some really creative and fun props tonight uh, as Ben Simmons makes his return somewhat <laughs> as the Nets take on the Sixers in the NBA. The Sports Betting Network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. They've launched a series of CityCast designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. CityCast in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philly, Pittsburgh, and now Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast. Wherever you get your podcast. Our discussion about the NHL uh, schedule and how it's so inconsistent. Night in and night out. 12 games one night to the next. Eddie Olchick uh, checking in, watching the show on Marquee today in Chicago. He says, hey Mitch, on the schedule, remember, it's a good reminder here. It was an Olympic year. They lost a bunch of games due to COVID. Um, the schedule's out of whack. And he said, say hello to Paulie. Love you, Eddie. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Uh, college basketball here as Mike DeCourcy joins the program. Big Ten Network does the bracketology for Fox Sports, also writes for the Sporting News. Mike, uh, thanks for the time this morning. How are you? Very well, guys. How are you? Doing really well. Good, Let, sir. Be- better than teams like Wake Forest and Xavier. So where are you at this morning after two teams like that suffered bad losses last night? Yeah, I. there were two options with uh, Xavier and what I decided was to put Indiana in for today. And if they lose, they'll probably fall out and Xavier will go back in mm. to, the, to my bracket. Uh, but the problem that a team in that circumstance has is they really need more of their compatriots, so to speak, to lose the, one, the other ones that are in the 11, 12, first four out range. Otherwise, it's hard to see enough spots being available for them when everyone's finished on Saturday, Sunday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Where are you at with Virginia and Virginia Tech? More work to do? One win, two wins? What do they need to do? 
Well, much more work to do mm -hmm. uh, because neither really is, was that close to an NCAA tournament resume before, and beating Clemson isn't moving anybody's needle. It's just keeping you alive to maybe move the needle later. And, you know, relative to, uh, you, for instance, if you're talking about um, – if you're talking about Virginia Tech, they probably need two more high-quality wins if you're thinking about it, uh, and, and, that, and they're hard to get in the ACC. Uh, it's just not really easy uh, for someone in that league to get a win. So Virginia Tech plays, I believe, uh, Notre Dame today. Uh, that would really help them. Um, that, that, would be, that would be a start, and then they would get to play Carolina. And if they won both of those, I think they would be fighting Xavier for the last one, you know, those two couple of last couple of teams, they would be fighting with them at that point because they finally would have some real quality of their resume. You know, as far as, uh, as far as uh, UVA is concerned, you know, I think the path might be a little bit harder to see than, than, than that because of the fact that, uh, you know, they don't have that, uh, that Carolina opportunity. They have the Carolina opportunity, I believe today, um, mm. but I think it's going to be hard for them to get that done. We'll see if they do that, then, you know, then maybe they start to, you know, they start to get the opportunity. Duke, the favorite, no dollar uh, 30 here to, uh, to win the ACC tournament. How do you think they respond off the tough loss against Carolina? And there's a prop available total wins ACC and the tournament five and a half. You're going to go over or under five and a half. You know, it depends. It, it really is hard to say, but, um, I think to, I think they're going to win this tournament. Uh, that, so that gives you three, okay. and that's a good start. But, so then you get to the NCAA tournament, and the first one's a given, more or less. I mean, I know they've lost that game before, but <laughs> I don't think it'll happen again. I don't think there's any, uh, uh, you know, there's any uh, Lehigh's with uh, future 15-year pros on their team <laughs> uh, in the 15 line. Uh, but, you know, it gets a little dicey. I mean, if you go by my bracket, if mine were correct, their second round game today would be against Memphis. And that would start to make you oh. sweat a little bit. Oh, uh, mama. Oh. Yeah. So I, that's why, to me, I think probably the value is in the under, but I wouldn't necessarily put a lot of money on it. Wow. Okay. And then you that's brought up Indiana, game. and you'd have yeah. them in right now, depending on what happens in today's early morning game against Michigan. Who do you like to win this game? Michigan is now about, about a three and a half point favorite. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I'm not the best with uh, with point spreads and mm -hmm. such, but I think Michigan wins. Any end is going to give it their best shot. They have been doing that for a while. Uh, they've been playing really hard, and, and but just not really effectively. I think I think Michigan has a chance. Like they've been really close to breaking through. They 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 seem to have a difficult time sustaining momentum. But I don't think there's much momentum in when you've had four days off and, and you're in a different competition, so to speak. I think it all is, is down to how you play that day. And I, I miss, on, on a neutral floor, in, in the best circumstances, Michigan should be better than, than Indiana. They've got, they've got more good players. Now, if, if anybody were to be injured or whatever, that might change the chemistry. But as of now, Michigan goes out on the floor with a better team, better players, you know, more effective operations, mm -hmm. so to speak, because Devontae Jones is playing so well. Mm -hmm. Let's follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss, Paulie Howard, live in downtown Las Vegas. Our guest, Mike DeCourcy, Big Ten Network, FoxSports.com, does the bracketology, also writes for the Sporting News. So then in this conference tournament, Purdue is actually the favorite, but it's really, really good at the top, obviously. Is there a path 
that you like for a certain team or a team in general that you like to win this thing? Well, one of the things that I like about Illinois' path is that their semifinal opponent, potential semifinal opponent, is Rutgers. I mean, now it may not be because it could be Iowa that takes them down, and we know that uh, Illinois had uh, uh, real trouble at home beating Iowa just four days ago. So I, I, I like that a little bit, much more than I like Purdue having to beat Wisconsin, which uh, Wisconsin is, is a really effective team, and Davis is so great, and they really struggled both times to guard Johnny Davis in the, in the two games that Wisconsin won. I know there's that uh, canard out there about tough to beat a good team three times in a season. I, I think that's total nonsense. It is. Because the truth of the, the truth at the core of that is it's tough to beat a good team once. And so it's not, a, you know, it's just because you beat them twice doesn't mean it's going to be easy the third time, nor just because you beat them twice does it mean that all of a sudden you lost the formula on the way to the third game. <laughs> it just means that the, the, the other team is really good, and so odds are good that at least one out of three times they're going to get one, but, um, but they're not any better because you beat them twice. Good, good explanation. Mm-hmm. Good job, Mike. Now help me out with this. I, I, Murray State made it. South Dakota State got in. Vermont plays Saturday. They're one win away, and it didn't work out for Iona, who got upset in the quarters as a one seed. It, it, it seems to me we're just playing, and Murray State would have got in as an at-large, but it seems we're just playing three months for seeding or to get the championship game of your conference tournament on your home floor. If I rip right through the conference, and, and I'm a little guy, and I go, win every conference game or like Vermont dominate, lose one game and win it by five, six games. Why do I just want my championship game on ESPN and the conference pockets half a million as opposed to I can make a sweet 16 run and I split millions and millions of dollars for my conference? When will they just look at the automatic bid and will common sense ever prevail? Well, you know, I, I, I think that what you're, what you're missing and I, and, and I will say that I, I believe the same thing, um, uh, years ago, when when I was early in my days at, at, as a sporting news columnist, I thought, okay, if you want to be in championship week, you just put your two best teams on the home teams, you know, the best teams home floor, and play it, and and you know, and let ESPN put that on. Yeah. And I talked to a conference commissioner who I got to know because he had been on the committee, the the, N- the NCAA men's basketball committee, and I talked to him. I said, why why don't you do that? What, you know, why do you have these terms? And he said, because, because one, people love them, and two, they make money. I said, really? Even like, because I look at your gym and it's, you know, championship game, it's not that, you know, it's not that populated. Uh, right, no, right. they make they make us money. They that they're good. And if you and the, the you know the counterpoint to what you're saying is the Ivy League, which basically did exactly what everybody wants. You know, who, mm-hmm. who, uh, who talks about the logic of this for, uh, you know, for. 50, 60, 70 years or whatever, and then finally said, but they're having all the fun over there. Why don't we do that? And so they went ahead and started their own tournament. Now, theirs is kind of probably more up your alley because they only take four teams, but it's still the same idea that they wanted to be in on the fun. That's the thing about this week is that you, you look at the, um, at the Horizon League championship game. I mean, basically two buzzer, you know, two last 15-second shots back-to-back, I mean, that's what we that's what we come to March for. So I know what you're saying is totally logical, but the there's there is money to be made and there's fun to be had. Okay. Very good. Uh Mike, just quick answer here. We have like fifteen seconds. Who wins the entire thing? 
wow. You know, right now the team that, you know, part of what I do is, is go from fear. And as it stands now, without a bracket, the team that scares me least is Arizona. Okay. They seem to have release weaknesses. That's totally fair. You can follow him on Twitter. He is at TSN Mike on the Big Ten Network. And check out his bracketology at foxsports.com as well. Thank you, Mike. Enjoy the tourney. Thanks, guys. Yep. Great job, Be Mike. Good. Thanks. Yeah. Very good. There's a good, good explanation, though. Well, okay. they want their cake and eat it, too. Yeah, they for sure. Both. They do. Uh, yep. you, you, you made a, you'll make millions if you get a team in a sweet six. Jonas Brothers. Yeah. They want the cake by the ocean. Different meaning, I get it, uh, and we won't get into that. But uh, up next, some of the best advice you'll ever hear for this time of year. It is Follow the Money on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Our friends over at winnersandwiners.com putting together a betting guide for the tournament. They're giving it to our listeners absolutely free. Great articles, avoid trap lines, betting mistakes, finding value, and make the right bets all absolutely free. For more info and to get your free copy, text VEASAN to 775-375-4500. Text VEASAN to 775-375-4500. Pro sports better, Vegas insider Brian Edwards joins us now at Vegas B. Edwards on Twitter. He knows. He's already in town. He's here for championship week. Not next week, this week. He's here for all the games and uh, the craziness the next three days. And he's also Mr. SEC. If you're not a Gator, you're Gator bait. Thanks for the time. Great to talk to you. Let's start early with Florida. You want to lay two here against A&M? Big game. Losers out. Yeah, revenge game for Florida. They were up by two in College Station with eight seconds left. Lance Fleming committed a horrible foul on a three-point shot. And then missed the jumper at the other end. The Gators have revenge uh, here. I think they're the better team. Probably a little crowd advantage in Tampa. And I think the Gators will get it done, lay in the short number. Colin Castleton will have his way in the paint. Okay. How about Vandy catching the points against Bama? Yeah, Alabama is on a 5-17-1 against the spread slump. They won by two at Vandy in the regular season. But Vandy, in their last seven as an underdog, they are 7-0 and against the spread with two outright wins. And, um, you know, Vandy got Chapman back, the guard transfer from Dayton, who played so well for Dayton a couple years back. Uh, he's been injured. He came back last night. He was playing great in early February when he got hurt. And he, uh, he scored eight points in just ten minutes last night. So Vandy's a little health, little healthier. I like them plus five and a half or six. Okay, that's a five thirty Pacific tip. Uh, staying with the SEC, how about a total in the Miss State game? Yeah, the over is rolling in South Carolina games. It's cashed at a ten and one clip uh, in the Gamecocks last eleven, and all ten of those have gone to one thirty eight or more, uh, one thirty seven or one thirty seven and a half on this total. At last look, I like it over. Okay, another early game. Big East, the one seed, Providence, uh, lane seven and a half, eight against Butler. What do you like in this one? Yeah, I'm going to go with Butler. Uh, they're playing really well right now. Uh, or they, they have lost five in a row, uh, but they um, are 10 and three against the spread with four outright wins in their last 13 as dogs. They snapped that uh, five game losing streak. 
yesterday and probably sent uh, Xavier uh, to the NIT. Mm-hmm. And Providence has not been very good as a favorite. When favored by seven or more, they are two and six against the spread. So I will go with Butler plus eight. And also Durham uh, is questionable uh, with the sports hernia. Missed the regular season finale for Providence. Averages over 13 a game, 3.4 assists as well. So I will go with Butler. Very good. It's Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Brian Edwards, our guest from Vegas Insider. So I know that you like Michigan, but the beauty of this is, Brian, like this game was on the board now early in the Mm -hmm. week. I bet Michigan when they were minus 115 on the money line, like on Monday or Tuesday morning. Well, now they're like three, maybe some spots three and a half. What would your advice be today for people who like Michigan? Well, good on you, Mitch, for getting that great number. I I only got it at two uh, yesterday. I think I would probably go to three, uh, three and a half. No thanks, unless you want to buy the hook to three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would not. I would not go north uh, of three. But Indiana's lost seven of nine, going three and six against the spread. Uh, Wolverines off a nice win uh, against Ohio State. Also uh, spanked Sparty uh, about a week and a half ago, and they beat Indiana in Bloomington, eighty to sixty-two on January third. Now they, that gives the Hoosiers the revenge angle. But um, I, I still like the Wolverines here at three or three or fewer. Okay, Big East. Uh, you also you were hoping you were hoping for eight with St. John's at six. Do you still want to take St. John's or pass against Villanova? Uh, I'm going to pass for okay. now, but I'll keep an eye on it as the day goes. And I'd love Villanova to get out to you know a six point lead early or eight point lead and maybe get St. John's in game. I would buy it in game if we could get double digits. Okay, two things on Miami and the ACC tournament. A future bet on Miami to win the ACC. Can you get 11-12-1? I'm seeing 11-1, and you also like them against Boston College. State your case, please, for the Hurricanes. Yeah, so Miami has played great when they've left South Florida. Uh, true road games, 10-2, and two, but straight up and against the spread. I just had them uh, last week in Chestnut Hill. They won by 13 uh, in terms of the future, I got them at 13 to one. Uh, they would, you know, if they beat BC, which they will today, they would get Duke. They've already won outright at Duke. And, and again, they've just played their 12 and four in neutral site or true road games this year. And they're very streaky offensively. And um, I think they're the kind of team that, that could get hot. And, uh, you know, it's, at 10 to one or better, it's probably worth a very small play on the case. Hey, Brian, I'm absolutely on board with betting money line parlays this time of year. Uh, and you have like a four team money line parlay. Give us the favorites that you trust today just to win the games outright. Texas tech, Iowa, Miami, and UCLA. It, it only pays plus plus one eighty-five. Uh, if you wanted to add, you know, Kansas against Oklahoma, you could get a little more value, but Oklahoma did play them tough uh, during the regular season. I know Ohio State has been slumping a little, but you could maybe add that against Penn State. Uh, but those four that I said are, are my favorites. But I'm not against maybe throwing in KU or Ohio State to get some better value. All right. How many uh, teams do you have on, in terms of future tickets to win the whole thing? Uh, I have Texas Tech and Arkansas. And, and my bad, KU is playing West Virginia. West Virginia, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I have uh, Arkansas at 70 to 1. I have Texas Tech at 40 to 1. Uh, I'm not against UCLA if you get, can get them 25 to one or better. I don't, I don't know if that's still available. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm on. Okay, so if UCLA and Arizona meet in the Pac-12 championship, then 
I mean, based on the number here, but would you like, would you maybe give UCLA a pretty good chance to win that game outright? Yes. You yes. Um, uh, the way they put it on them at, at Pauly, uh, yeah, they could definitely beat Arizona outright. Very good. Okay. Thanks, thanks for a few minutes, and we'll hope to see you this weekend. Sounds great, fellas. Thanks for having All me. All right. Be good, good to talk to you. Brian Edwards, senior handicapper, Vegas insider. Good stuff. He, he also he also likes Memphis, but the number's gone in terms of the if you yeah the four to one to win the AAC is gone. You know what? So I also was, I was looking for four to one several times here in town. I don't think I ever saw four to one. I think that four to one was gobbled three. up like right away. The best I could see the was like plus three, gone. and I never bet it. Yeah, two sixty, two fifty, uh, everywhere. Uh, hey, good job, about, good job, Bet Rivers. Good job, other places too, reposting these uh, futures to win these conference titles as well. Oh, look at this now. He actually said if you can find UCLA at twenty five. Um, at vcin.com, we're posting that UCLA can be found at 30-1 to 1 to win the whole thing. All right. What's going on in the golf? Zalatoris? Huh? Nice shot. Uh, okay, so is that him? That was Zalatoris. Okay, Here so he, he bogeyed the first hole to okay. get to that plus one. He has since birdied twice okay. to get back to minus one on the day. And uh, Kramer Hickok is actually, well, now tied with a couple of other guys. Cameron Smith, Zalatoris. Yep. Can't, uh, Cantley, those, those, those three guys are two under. Cantley, Adam Scott, Sergio, Fleetwood, Reed, Fat Pat, welcome back. Uh. Answer, they're all one under. So that's now three birdies for Zalatoris through six after he bogeyed hole number one to get where he's at. Uh, I don't have a share of Cameron Smith. I wanted one. I didn't pull the trigger. Watch him. He's so good, and I don't. A guy like that can't win the tournament. Get involved tomorrow. Let's see. Rom's on the course. Cantley is minus one through two. He was twenty-four to one here on Monday in town, and John Rom is even through two. We talked about John Rom a lot yesterday with uh, any Jeff Seeley, our buddy. How uh, he was going to look around for like fifteen to one if he could get him in play like that. Then he tips Alatoris. Yeah, tips Alatoris forty fifty to one. Yeah, in that range fifty yeah, to one. Did. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. Excellent. Good. What a day. Oh, it's going to be. It's going to be fantastic. I'll tell you. Yesterday was awesome. The buzzer beaters. The great games, the the meltdowns, and uh, good job of going with the early starts. Eight, okay. don't get caught. Don't eight a.m. eight thirty, bunch of games at nine a.m. They're not messing around the next so couple of days. So just just think of the the beats in one game, the multiple beats in the Arizona State game against Stanford. We just talked about money line parlays. Uh-huh. I, Moneyline parlay, laying four. I, I know a bunch of people who love to do moneyline parlays. Sure. They, they love it, be, yeah. right? So not only Arizona State minus the four. That's bad enough, up 14, three minutes, and you lose in regulation. But Arizona State on the money line on a parlay, if that's how you lost, yeah. if that's the one leg of a parlay that you lost yesterday, sick. and you, if, if you watch the game live. <laughs> what happened to Bobby Hurley? Uh, what happened to that guy? That was a de- pretty decent program there for a I minute. had that big future on them when they were number one in the country. They yeah. won at Kansas. They had an unbelievable non-conference. They beat Xavier. I think it was a one seed that year. And I got them like a 200 to one, whatever. Then the conference play starts, and they're terrible. Yep. They barely made the tournament. They were number right. one in the country in late December. They almost missed the tournament. And they were on the bubble. And one other thing he, we never mentioned last night. He, Booker came back. Yes. That number crashed from like yeah. heat minus eight to minus four. I watched that pretty much the whole game. Throttled them. He got out to a big lead right away. The yeah. Suns killed him in the second half. Yeah. Killed them. Yeah, I think the, the Heat had 25 points, I think, five four five minutes into the game. And yeah. scored two points the rest of the quarter. Duncan Robinson could not miss. Yeah. Yeah. 
So we have a bunch of bets for today in college basketball. We will give you those in In Pocket next. 